Hockey Show. I am here with Christelle, who is a dancer, dance teacher, a business owner, and an advocate. Get ready to be inspired, everyone. So let's get started with Christelle. To begin, Christelle, please tell us a little bit about yourself and your interest in dance. Oh, yeah. So my name is Christelle. I was actually born and raised in Timmins, so that's kind of a a cool mutual fact about Julia and I, two guests from Timmins, Ontario. That's pretty cool. Um, me and dance. I started dancing when I was younger. Um, I started Filipino folk dancing from a very young age, and I eventually started doing more studio dancing, tap, jazz, ballet, point, hip-hop, some acro, and right out of high school, I decided to move here to Toronto to become a professional dancer. Wow, that's awesome. Christelle, can you share some of your previous dance experiences with us? And we would like to learn more about your story. Uh, absolutely. So when I moved to Toronto, um, I had the pleasure to have the opportunity to dance for some amazing uh, companies and organizations. In terms of my experience as a professional dancer, um, I danced for the Toronto Raptors, the NBA Toronto Raptors. I was able to do a lot of work with Much Music, um, the Pan Ams, uh, closing and opening ceremonies, um, and a lot of a lot of other random different opportunities such as music videos stage performances we've done quite a bit for pride we've done some tv work some commercial work so it's been an absolute roller coaster of so many different opportunities but it's been i don't regret any one of them they've all been such an amazing reference experience can you tell us a little bit about your experiences teaching dance um, so I actually, I started teaching dance from a pretty young age. I was a teaching assistant um, when I was 12. When I was dancing in Timmins, my dance teacher gave me the opportunity to be a teaching assistant. Um, so I was, I started off my, I guess my teaching career, my learning as a teacher's assistant from the young age of 12. Uh, so it's been many years and my teaching has evolved more and more the more I've been able to have the opportunity to meet more people, dance with different groups, and more of my teaching has really evolved when I moved to Toronto and I had the opportunity to help manage more dance companies and organizations. Um, I managed and helped teach a company called The Girls Club, which was a commercial dance heels company. So we were teaching um, amazing young women how to dance in heels, prepare themselves for their professional dance career. And now my teaching has evolved primarily for teaching different individuals, children, youth, adults, persons with disabilities, and creating inclusive practices for other teachers to have the opportunity to create more inclusive and accessible dance classes. Well, that's awesome. I still remember when you were with Special Olympics and I took part in your virtual dance class. Yeah. So, Castell, how did you come up with the idea of dance possibilities? I love the name, dance possibilities. <laughs> um, yeah, I always am. Well, first of all, the name I, it always makes me laugh because I'm I'm such a I'm such a lover for all those like play on words. So that's kind of the word dance possibilities really kind of suits um, myself, my personalities. But dance possibilities really came about um, kind of in my early university years. Um, 
in university, um, my teachers, my professors, all really great people provide me with a lot, a lot of opportunities to work in programming. I've been working at a variety village, all in Borby Kids Rehabilitation Hospital, Ability Center, um, a lot of great uh, places that create programs for individuals with disabilities. And for me, the dance possibilities came about after gaining all this experience in creating and developing these programs. And I figured I love dance so much. I, I love this work and in inclusion. Why not merge them together into one beautiful practice? And it really stemmed after this trip I, I did to Mexico where I was teaching. Um, it was the first time really kind of creating um, inclusive dance classes in Mexico. And I thought, this makes my heart feel so whole. I want to do this full time here in Canada, in Toronto, where I'm from. When you're teaching dance, how do you make sure different learners are all included? Oh, it really depends on the class, because I want to say every single one of my dance classes look different depending on who's who wants to participate. So depending on whether they need, if they're a visual learner, if they're more auditory, if they if they need to write things down, my classes will range based on their needs. So usually when people sign up for my class, I usually kind of go through a bit of an enrollment process, especially for my longer programs, for me to get a better idea as to the class I'm about to teach. Um, I put different, um, different tools, different strategies in place to make sure that we get everybody involved. But for the most part, I do a lot of co-facilitation. So I always make sure my assistants, my teaching my my teaching assistants, my co-facilitators, my other teachers who are involved with me in the class kind of have an idea as to how the class will run. And if there are anything that pop up, we kind of tag team, we collaborate, and we make sure we address any needs, anything that might pop up in the class. At the end of the day, I usually say yes to everybody. And once I say yes, it's one of those what are the right steps do I need to put into place in order to ensure that everybody feels included? And inclusion and belongingness feels and looks different for every person. So I always make sure I really get to know my students very well and I kind of communicate a lot with their parents just to make sure I dot my I's, cross my T's, making sure we know exactly what types of things to implement in our dance classes. Christelle, we're going to take a commercial break right now. We'll be back in a moment. Excellent! 